Thank you for tuning into the New Vision Podcast. Our prayer is that this talk builds your faith, brings clarity, and gives you hope. Enjoy the message. What a week. We celebrated the 4th of July yesterday. Um, most of us do that with other people, or we watch fireworks displays, or we, we set off fireworks. And so again, I hope that like all of us can count to 10 still without having to get to our toes. Um, and hopefully you had a great time yesterday. You had some, some good company. Uh, this last week, uh, my family and I went to Dallas, Texas. And we do this every year since last year. It's, it'll be a tradition now. We do this every year, starting last year. But we take Alexa to this camp. It's called PK Vacay. And it is a camp just for pastor's kids. And I love it because it's a week of camp. And, and I'm a firm believer from the years that I've done youth, uh, when I was a youth pastor, camp is just one of those moments where God is able to accomplish things that sometimes it would take a little bit longer to do. You get kids out of their normal environment and God is just able to really do some incredible things. And so I love it for that. I, I love the opportunity she gets to go to camp, but I hate it at the same time because I'm dropping my baby off. I don't get to go with her. And each year, as we've dropped her off, I, I think, I thought this year would be easier than last year, but um, what I found this year is that I wanted just one more hug and one more kiss more than Alexa was comfortable giving me. Um, but I'm her dad. That's just kind of how, how it works. And um, as we were making our way down this year, we stopped a couple different times for gas and, and restroom breaks. And one of the times that we stopped, um, I travel by GPS. So the GPS is working. I get back in the car from our break and I just kind of turn, you know, sometimes I think I know where I'm going. And so I just left the gas station and headed in a direction and I saw the route was showing up. And after about 10 minutes into this drive, I started having these thoughts of nothing looks familiar. We drove the same route last year, but this does not look like the route that we drove last year. But I'm a guy, so I'm not going to say that out loud at all. I'm just going to continue to think it because God forbid I stop and ask for directions, right? So a little bit into the drive, Mel leans over with her phone out and she says, um, you're not on the right route. And I just looked over at her and I said, um, well, maybe the wrong way is the way that God wants to get me to the destination and see, you guys laugh. She did not laugh at all. She didn't think that my church humor was funny at all in the moment. But um, it, it was great because in that moment, um, I was able to get rerouted and redirected. She helped me to find the right route. Even when I thought that I had the right route and I was on the wrong one, um, she helped me with that. And I wish I could tell you that that was the only time that that happened on the trip. It was not. But each time Mel was there to not be mad at me, to not be frustrated with my lack of a sense of direction, but to gently remind me, this is the way that you go. This is how we can get to where we're hoping to be. And I know this now, and it's become way more apparent that when I'm traveling with her, her being with me makes all the difference in the world. 
that in the moments where I get frustrated because I don't like being lost, I don't like going the, the wrong way, I don't like missing exits, that, that makes me like, already. But when she's with me, there's this gentle reminder of the right way to go and the correct way to be. Her presence makes all the difference. And I think that we all hope for someone in something like that to be present in our lives. That when things are going on, we can rely on a spouse or a close friend to call them and text them. Or, or maybe you begin with a conversation and they show up at your house. And the moment that you talk with them or they show up, it just feels different. They have this ability. I have a couple of friends that are such great encouragers that no matter how bad my day may be, that when I'm on the phone with them, everything begins to change. And I think that we all want that. We long for those kinds of relationships, those kinds of people, and we want to be those as well. And I really believe that in these moments when we need a change, that God will oftentimes use people to bring comfort and bring peace. Sometimes it's through his word, it's through music, but I believe that oftentimes God uses people because he wants us to know that we are on his radar. There's nothing like me thinking or praying something and then having Pastor Alex call me and ask me just what I was praying for. That I know then at that moment that God was paying attention to me. He sees me in my distress. He sees me when I need him. And I know that he sees me, hears me, and cares about me. And in these moments that we are looking for people and they make this difference, I want to remind you that it's not just the people that make a difference in our lives during these times, but it's the presence of God in them, in those moments that makes all the difference. And I believe as we step into another week of new over normal that God will continue to challenge us to choose the new that he is calling us to so that we don't run back into normal. And to help us with that, I believe that God wants us to know that the difference is in his presence. And this morning, my message is titled, The Difference is the Presence. Write that down if you're taking notes and let's pray. Jesus, we love you. And Lord, I believe that you kind of line things up every now and then just to astound us. And I feel like today is one of those days that we experience your presence during worship in a new way, Lord, in a refreshing way. And so, Lord, that gives me confidence to know that your presence is already here. And so I ask that as we spend time together in your word, that you would speak to each and every one of us, that you would remind us that the difference in our lives, the difference in the path that we take, the difference in having confidence is because of your presence. So God, I pray that your word would sink deep down into our hearts, that it would challenge us, it would change us this morning, that we would hear directly from you, from your spirit today. And God, I ask that you would anoint me as I communicate your word in your heart, that you would help me to move out of the way so that your word can shine through. Help me to communicate clearly and effectively and confidently in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up to Exodus chapter 13. We're gonna pick up where we left off last week. And if you weren't here last week or if you're joining us online for the first week in this series, 
Last week, we began to look at the exodus that the children of God had when they left Egypt and began to make their way towards the promised land. And when God freed them, Exodus 13 verse 17 tells us that God led them the wrong way or the long way or the roundabout way through the wilderness towards the promised land. And we looked last week that we looked into that and saw that God did that for a couple of reasons. One was to establish a new direction. Who is leading who? We found that God was leading, not just Moses. He was, Moses was actually following the leadership of God. And then we also saw that during that time, God was hoping to create a new heart in his people. So he took them a new way so that he could get them a new heart because the people had to learn how to depend on God and how to trust in God. And so let's pick up the story. We read verses 17 and 18 last week. Let's see what happens next. Verse 19. It says, Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear to do this. He said, God will certainly come to help you. And when he does, you must take my bones with you from this place. The Israelites left Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. In those four verses, we see this, that God's presence there and God's presence in our life makes all the difference. And this morning, I want to give you two things about God's presence that we can count on from these verses right here. The first thing is this, before there was a problem, there was a promise. Before there was a problem, there was a promise. Hundreds of years ago, from where hundreds of years before what we just read, God sent Joseph. Who's Joseph, Pastor Kevin? He is Jacob's son. Who's Jacob? Oh, I'm glad you asked. In the Old Testament, we often hear the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that this is the line that God was using. He told Abraham, I'm going to use your family to create a people to bless the entire world. And so we see one of Jacob's sons, his name was Joseph. All of Jacob's sons ended up being the tribe of Israel, the 12 tribes that we see. And so God sends Joseph through a crazy roundabout way to the land of Egypt. And at the end of Joseph's story, he is second in command in Egypt. And through the wisdom that God had given him, he was preparing that country to not just save itself during this worldwide famine that happened, but to save a multitude of people, including Jacob's family. And so they move down, and when they move down, God begins to bless them, and they multiply, and they grow. And as Joseph is on his deathbed, he tells them this. God will certainly come to help you. And when he does, you must take my bones with you from this place. That's all the way back in Genesis. You can flip backwards and find it. I didn't reread what was in Exodus. I read the words that Joseph spoke to his family at the end of his life. Now that seems strange because at the end of his life, they were sitting pretty good. Joseph had a prominent position in the kingdom. His family was liked by Pharaoh, but these words weren't just for Joseph and his bones for that moment. 
These words were not just a request of a dying man. These words were a promise from God before they were ever held in captivity, before they were ever slaves, before they ever knew that there was going to be a problem. Hundreds of years before that, God spoke a promise before the problem even showed up. You see, God wasn't surprised by what was going to happen next. In fact, he already spoke salvation to them before they ended up in slavery. And that is what the presence of God helps us to see, that we may be surprised, we may be thrown off, uh, off of our game of what's going on around us and how our lives are shaping up, but God is never surprised. He is never caught off guard. And in the moments where you may be wondering, God, what is going on? What are you doing? Why do I feel like this? Don't you see all of these problems? God, where are you at? Why aren't you moving? I can tell you with confidence that he has already been moving, that before your problem ever started, God made a promise that takes care of your problem, that before you struggled, God made a way for the struggle to end. So can I encourage you this morning to stop fretting over the problem and start finding your promise? Because like my wife said a few weeks ago when she preached, the problem is no match for the promise. The problem that you and I are facing is no match for for the promise. So this morning, what do you need to remind yourself? What promise of God do you need to circle in your Bible, to pray tonight, to pray tomorrow morning? Are you sick this morning? Do you need encouragement that God is going to be with you? You can circle Isaiah 53 that says, by his stripes, we are already healed. Maybe this morning you need some comfort in your heart and in your mind. You need peace because this world seems to be spinning out of control and the things that we can hold in our hands are becoming less and less. Maybe you're like, God, I need peace. I have a problem right now with my mind. I can't control it. Maybe you need to look to John 14, 27 and just hear the words that Jesus says, my peace I give to you and I leave with you. My peace not the world's peace. We see the Prince of Peace saying that I am going to give you the very thing that I am. I am peace and I am leaving that and giving that to you. Maybe you need comfort. Your heart is heavy this morning. You're coming wounded. You lost a loved one in the last few weeks and you just haven't been able to heal. Well, 2 Corinthians 1 tells us that we serve the God of all comfort who is able by his Holy Spirit to comfort and care for each and every one of us every time that we are hurt, every time that we are wounded. We can know that there is a promise from God to comfort us when we need to be comforted. Maybe you just need a fresh start. You're looking at me this morning saying, Pastor Kevin, if, if only I could have a clean slate, if only I could wipe away all of the stuff that I've done and start fresh. Well, I would tell you there's a promise in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 that says if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, that the old things have passed away and all things have become new. Every single thing has become new. There is a promise for the problem that you are, are walking around with this morning. Or maybe you're just overwhelmed by the world right now. Maybe you're overwhelmed by the new restrictions, the new problems, the new thing. The culture just seems to be crushing and pushing in. I want to remind mind you what Isaiah 42 says that when you walk through the waters I will be with you and the rivers won't overwhelm you and when you walk through the fire I will be there and the flame won't kindle upon you I can remind you what Paul writes to the Corinthian church where he says we are pressed on all sides but we're not crushed 
We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We've been knocked down, but we're not knocked out. And this morning, you need to grab a hold of the promise. You need to begin to look through your word and find the promise that came long before your problem. Because I promise you, if you will look for the promise, you will always find the promise giver. And that is the difference. His presence is the difference this morning. When I begin to look for his word, his promise, and I find him, it gives me the courage and the faith to once again take a step towards him. It reminds me once again that I can trust him. It reminds me that I can continue to follow him. I wonder if as the children of Israel were leaving Egypt, I wonder if when they saw Moses carrying whatever Joseph's bones were in, if they stuck their chest out just a little bit more in that moment. If they remembered the words that Joseph had spoken, that God had promised this already, and they began to wipe their tears, knowing that the words that God had spoken hundreds of years ago were unfolding right now. I'm walking in the promise that God has already spoken. I wondered this morning, have we just forgotten to take inventory of the promises that God has already kept? Not made, kept. Because this wasn't just a promise that he made as they saw Joseph's bones leaving. This was a promise that he kept. And so right now in this moment, God, I ask that you would remind each of us the promises that you have already kept. What you've spoken before that has already came to pass. That, God, we would allow that to fuel our faith. That we would look back at Numbers 23 and remember that God is not a man. That he would lie to us. That he doesn't change his mind. If he speaks it, he acts. And when he promises, he fulfills. When he says it, he does it. And the Israelites could look at the promise of being removed from Egypt in those bones. And if, if I'm there... Jimmy, as I see that, I'm going to look at that and say, well, if God kept his promise to get me out of Egypt, he can keep his promise to get me to the promised land. And that can help me to take one more step. And I can know that his presence makes all the difference. So they begin to make their way to the promised land. It says that they go through the wilderness. Look, if it's you and I and we're taking this trip, we're going to route around the wilderness. There's nothing appealing about going through the wilderness. We talked about this last week. This is a desert place. And I can imagine that even as they're walking through this, I wonder if they're nudging each other like, we left our houses for this. This is, this is where we're going. This doesn't look like it's going to be a fun place. And I, I can't help but think that maybe some of them felt like you and I or would feel like you and I. Because there are moments when I feel like I'm walking through the wilderness in my own life and I begin to ask this question, God, why are you punishing me? What have I done wrong? This was simply the direction that God was taking them, but because of how it felt, how it looked, I wonder if they do what I do and begin to look at the wilderness as a punishment. Because sometimes when the road is hard, I get overwhelmed with that. And I wonder if we all have become so overwhelmed with what's happening to us that we seem to forget who is walking with us. 
because it doesn't say that he told them to go to the wilderness. It said that he led them. He went with them. And so many times we were walking in it and it feels so bad. It feels so unexpected. We were geared up for something, but it wasn't like this. And we begin to look around and we forget to look up. We, we begin to see the circumstances and we forget to look at the person who controls my character in the circumstance, who can help me walk through the circumstance, who can get me past wherever I'm at. I forget that he is still with me, even in the wilderness. And because his presence is the difference, I want to remind you this morning that his presence provides and guides so not only was there a promise before the problem showed up, but we need to be comforted this morning that his presence guides and provides. It rhymes, so you shouldn't forget it. Guides and provides. You see, God could have showed up any way he wanted to when he was leading him through the wilderness. But he chose... He chose to show up as a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. He could have just simply told Moses, walk this direction and the people will follow you. He could have done any number of ways, but I believe this, that he chose to show them a way that they could constantly look and see that his presence was with them. That even though they had no idea where they were going, the direction they were headed, the destination they were moving towards, they could look up and they could see the presence of God. They could know that he was with them, that he was going before them, that he was never leaving them. Did you miss the part in verse 22 where it says, and the presence of God did not depart. He did not remove the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud. It stayed there the whole time. They could look and know, not think, not hope that the presence was with them, but know that his presence was there providing and guiding. You see, it wasn't just this massive show of presence. The cloud was very practical. Because during the day, they're walking through the desert. Some of you enjoy going to the south, going to the west during the cold winter months because it's warmer there. In the summertime, you're here because it's way hotter in Arizona than it is here. It's way hotter in Texas than it is here. That desert heat was nothing to play with. But have you ever thought about these millions of people following this giant pillar of cloud that the sun is now being filtered through this cloud? They're not being beat down by the heat like they normally would. Why? Because his presence makes all the difference. It was there to provide and to guide them. At night, this pillar of cloud turned into a pillar of fire. Because one thing that we know is deserts are hot in the day and they're cold at night. So not only did it light the area so that they could feel like they, they could see what was going on, but they also experienced the warmth, the warmth of God's presence tangible ways that they could know that God was with them. Have we missed those in our own life? Have we, have we been asking for God to show up and show out or, or show off however it may be? Have we been looking for those things and we've missed that he's doing that in a tangible way? Have we overlooked the text message from our friend last night? When we were contemplating making bad decisions, and we got a phone call all of a sudden that rerouted our thinking, that pointed us back to God, that, that calmed our heart. Have we overlooked that that was God's presence there making a difference? It was there providing and guiding us. 
Have we maybe forgotten that the things that we're frustrated with right now, I wish I had a new job, God. I can't stand this job that I'm at. I wish I had a new car. I wish this car would break down and die so I could have a new car. Maybe we forgot that two years ago, these were the very things that we prayed for that God hand delivered into our lives. And maybe instead of it being a frustrating thing that we look at because it's not like this or it's not where I thought I would be or how I thought it would be, we can look at that and we can say, hey, there's the presence of God showing up in my life right now. I asked, he showed up. Every time I'm in that car, it may not have the best sound system. My windows may have to get rolled up and down. I may have to open my door at the drive-thru. But guess what? This is a constant reminder that God provided when I couldn't provide for myself. The cloud. Man. Sometimes it's not that we, we can't see what God is doing or where he is, um, or we haven't stopped looking for his presence. Sometimes it's we feel like we just were walking through fog. I don't know if you've ever felt like that, that, man, I can only see like right in front of me. This morning, I hope to challenge your perspective on that because if there was a pillar of cloud leading the people millions of people. This wasn't some tiny little cloud. This was a ginormous cloud that they could follow. And the closer they were to the cloud, the more restricted their sight would have been ahead of them. That they may not have been able to see clearly where they were going, but they knew that in the moment they were in that fog, that they were right in the presence of God. That they may not be able to see ahead, but they could see the next step. They could see the next step and they could know that I don't have to know the destination to believe that I'm being led in the right direction. It may not feel like the right direction. It may not feel like the right moment in time, but if God is leading, he is always leading us to the right place. It is always at the right time. He can always take us to the right destination. So this morning, if you feel like, I wish I had more whatever, I wish I could see more clearly, maybe looking through the lens of the cloud is okay because his presence is there. And you just need to trust more in him than you're trusting in your own sense of direction. You need to focus your eyes and your heart on Jesus. He's never led you wrong before. The same God that freed you from sin is the same God that wants to lead you into living in freedom. You can trust him. He's leading and we can follow. And even if it feels like the wilderness, even if it's hard, the long road, the crazy road, whatever it may be, can, can, I, can I tell you that he's not just leading you to the wilderness and sending you. He's not just leading you to these hard places. He's leading you in them and through them. See, it's not just about getting you to the promised land. He's not just leading you through. 
He's leading you while you're in it. Don't think that he's standing on the other side saying, hey, just come this way. No, no, no. What does it say? It said the pillar never left them. It always stayed in front of them. They could always know whether we travel by day, whether we travel by night. Why? Because the presence was right there and it made all the difference in the world. It didn't just lead them to the wilderness. It didn't just lead them to the promised land. It led them in the wilderness and through the wilderness. We can be confident knowing that if we follow God, he is not leaving us ever. There's not a moment that he decides, I'm going to leave you. No, no, no. He never plans on leaving you. He's always planning on leading you. That if he says he's going to start something and work something out in your heart and in your life, he is driven to complete it. He wants to get you to the promised land. He wants you to be a new person. He wants to shape you and mold you and give you a new destiny, a new personality, a new love, a new outlook on life. And guess what? He wants to get you to be that person and to be in that place more than you want to be in that place, more than you want to get there. You feel like, I can't be. I feel like I'm waiting for forever. Maybe the wrong way, the wilderness way, is exactly the way that God needs to take you to get the job done. And I can trust in him because even when I get it wrong, he's not leaving. Even when the road gets hard, he's not leaving. Even when I question him on the road, he's not leaving. Even when I don't get it, he's not leaving. Even when I wander away, he's not leaving. He never, ever, ever is going to leave. No matter how confused we are, no matter how frustrated we are, I can look for his presence. I can look for where he is. His presence makes all the difference. You know, in 2017, we took a group of young adults on a missions trip to Denver, Colorado. And we did some work with some church planters there and it was a great time. I'd never been to Denver. We got to go to the mountains and and there was just something majestic about seeing God's creation like that. And I, I remember having conversations with Mel as we were headed back and like, we're always asking people, man, what's God been speaking to you? What's he doing on this trip? We know we're gonna help people, but I believe that God will also use that time to speak to you. And as we came back, um, I told Mel, I said, man, I, I just feel like God is stirring something. Have you ever opened a, a can of paint that's been sitting for a while and you see like, man, this is supposed to be green, but it's like white. And then there's just kind of like a little bit of something that you can see. It doesn't look green. And you grab that, that stir and you get in there and you just mix it up real quick and then bam, your color's there. Well, that's what I felt like God had done with my heart. Felt like he just got in there with a stir and just kind of mixed it up and something new was happening. The problem was I had no idea what that was. And man, I was frustrated. We're talking 2017. And for the next year, I had no idea what God was doing, but I knew that he was doing something new. Begin to look, God, what... What, what does this mean for me? Is this, is this new something? Is it a new place? Is it a new ministry? What, can, what are you doing? And it was so frustrating to feel like there was a new direction without a destination. And what I learned in the next year was I just have to follow the cloud. I just have to stick close. If I feel like I'm walking through the fog, then good. I'm, I'm close enough that his presence is right there. 
And then a year after that, I begin to have conversations with my pastor and, and other conversations and other opportunities began to show up. And ultimately what started in 2017, this long, weird, wrong way, ultimately led myself and my family right here, right now. And there are moments like this last week and the week before and the last three months where I have to remind myself of the journey, the preparation, the things that God was doing because he knew what was going to happen long before I did. And before there was ever a COVID-19 pandemic, there was a promise that God had already made. Before there was a struggle to figure out how do we unify the nation, there was a promise given by our God. And you know what that promise for these guys looked like a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. But for us now, it looks an awful lot like Jesus. That that was the promise made long ago before we were stuck in our sin, before we were struggling to live a life worth celebrating God sent us a promise before our problems. And Jesus came and he carved a path from sin and from death to life and life more abundantly. That he laid aside his, his godliness. He walked into a world that he created that didn't recognize who he was at the time. And even though he had committed no sin, was completely sinless, he decided in that moment, I'll take the penalty. My presence will make all the difference. My sacrifice will make all of the difference. And he led the way to the cross and to the tomb and to life. We have that promise. And because he did that, it makes all the difference in the world. I'm not just telling you that because that's your job. You're the pastor. No, no, I'm telling you that because it's true in my own life that who I am standing in front of you today, the difference in who I was and who I am and who I will be is the presence of God. And one of the greatest benefits to the presence of God and the difference that it makes is that my kids get to experience a different person than who I was. That they get to experience me living a life guided by God. And we can all experience that. That we get to give people a, a version of ourselves, not that we've created, not that we've improved, but that the difference in our life now is that God is involved. That there is a presence that we didn't have before and we can give that to our relatives, our next door neighbors, our coworkers, our kids, our grandkids, our nieces, our nephews. That that's the kind of influence that God wants us to have in this world, in this community, in this house, in our families. He wants his presence to make the difference. He wants us to continue to follow. Would you stand with me this morning? I'm going to pray together. Because maybe you've yet to experience the difference that his presence makes in your own life. 
And maybe you're watching at home or you're listening in your car. Today's the day that God wants to give you a new life and a new heart. He wants to show you the difference that his presence can make in you. And as that difference is made, he wants to show you how it can grow and how it can impact and affect those around you. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And I would just ask everyone here, they can hear my voice, if you would repeat this prayer with me. Jesus will come into your life and give you a brand new start. Would you pray with me? Jesus, I need you. I need a savior. I believe you died for my sins. You took my place so that you could give me life. Thank you for doing that for me. So today I give you my all. I give you my heart, my hopes, and my dreams. They're all yours. God, change me. Make me new. Be the difference in my life. Give me the courage and strength to follow you each and every day of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, I'm going to ask you the, the same question that we ask each week. I'm going to count to three, and I'm going to ask you to, to raise your hand. If you prayed that prayer today and you meant it, it may be the first time you prayed it or the hundred and first time that you prayed it. You may be watching online. You need to send me a message and say, I prayed this prayer today when I get to the count of three. So one, Jesus loves you. He's made all things new. If you made that decision, when I get to three, I'm at two now. Two, Jesus wants to give you a new life once again three if you prayed that prayer this morning just raise your hand come on let's celebrate this morning that Jesus did something new our prayer is that this message impacted you we would love to hear your story and have you partner with us financially as we work to spread the life-changing story of Jesus you can do this at newvisiongrandview.com